Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. The mission of the Reasons to Be Happy podcast is to inspire joy, focus on the light, and get good at feeling good. So let's get straight to it today with today's topic, which is motivated by some recent dating stuff that's been going on with me. I went on a couple dates with a guy who was super kind and thoughtful. The dates were great, but something was just missing, and I didn't feel that deeper connection with him. And it really was not a reflection on him, just our connection. It lacked something, that obscure emotional interaction. I just, I know it exists, so when it's not there, I kind of just have to go with my gut. It was difficult, obviously, to communicate that to him, but I don't ever want to lead someone on or waste time. It's kind of just a necessary evil that comes with dating. We're either the one making the decision to end something or someone else is making that decision for us. Either way, it sucks and it brings out all sorts of feelings. Today, I really would like to talk about why I believe dating is so difficult. That might feel a little off-brand for me because this podcast was designed to focus on the positives and the bright side of life. But that being said, I never want to be insincere with what's going on with me and also just like ignore the realities of life, the challenges and the sufferings that just come with being human. I want to share how dating can be hard because, you know, I think it's something that a lot of us have to experience to find our person, but it's also a very transformative experience where we can learn and heal and grow. Okay, so here we go. (laughs) Get ready because we're going to get deep today. And I'm hoping that by sharing what I've been thinking about, others might relate to this and find some reassurance that No one is alone in the challenges of modern dating, and there are a ton of people out there who are going through similar things. Okay, so first things first, sometimes I feel like dating is kind of thought of as this frivolous, shallow thing, just like a fun, light topic that we dish about with our friends, which definitely can be true, but sometimes I think that that takes away from the fact that dating can also be a really complicated and heavy area of our lives as well. And sometimes I kind of think like it is wild to think of all the different things that people can accomplish in their lifetimes, whether it's in their career, educational achievements, you know, fitness or health milestones, financial success, focusing on self-development and your emotional health, all of this stuff. And yet still, People struggle with their love lives. It can be so damn hard. Why is that? Why does finding love and and really cultivating a healthy relationship seem to be such a challenging area in so many people's lives, myself included? And here's an important point that I think is worth mentioning. Dating should be hard at some level. It's probably the most important decision we'll have to make. So it's really smart to be careful about it. You want to be open to it, of course, but simultaneously want to protect yourself from pain. And what is challenging, in my opinion, is finding that sweet spot where we're vulnerable, but also maintaining our identity and our sense of worth. It's not easy, man. So, (laughs) And I could probably ramble on and on about modern dating. I have a lot of thoughts. 
But I want to keep myself on course. So I've identified three reasons why I find eating to be challenging today. So reason number one is that we've all had different, unique, specific upbringings with our parents or our caretakers. And with that comes individual experiences. And these experiences have made imprints on our subconscious minds and affect how we navigate the world as adults. All of us have experienced some sort of trauma, even if it's micro trauma. And that's because as kids, we didn't get 100% of our emotional needs met. And that doesn't mean that our parents were bad at raising us. It's just, you know, part of growing up is realizing that our parents are flawed human beings, just like the rest of mankind. And that word trauma can carry a lot of meaning for different people. It's such a personal thing. And I don't want to gloss over this very complex topic. But for the sake of brevity, trauma is essentially a response to an upsetting or distressing event or situation. And the events can have a huge range. Big trauma is an accident or abuse, rape, long-term illness, a death. And then less severe events could be, you know, being excluded from your friend group in the fourth grade, having a parent who worked long hours and wasn't physically or emotionally available, maybe getting picked on by a sibling or having to move around a lot and change schools, having a very critical or overprotective mother. You get the idea. Those types of events in our childhood can leave us with baggage and They influence and shape how we show up in relationships as adults. Many psychologists agree that in some ways we're hardwired to find romantic partners who unconsciously, we sense, will meet our unmet emotional needs from childhood. And that's kind of why people sometimes end up settling down with the person who represents their parents on like some emotional level. So there is definitely some truth to it. Okay, so having this understanding can really shed light as to why dating or finding a compatible healthy partner can be so hard, especially if people had a very painful childhood or, you know, strained family relationships. And even if a person had a really happy childhood, not every single one of their emotional needs as a child got fulfilled. It just wasn't possible. That's just being human raised by another human. (laughs) So there are bound to be insecurities and fears in everyone's dating life. And that's just a byproduct of fears that we had as children and how we related to our caretakers. So dating is really putting yourself out there, right? And it's positioning yourself in really vulnerable ways. And that is not easy. There could be a deep fear of rejection or for some people commitment And all of this stems from our core selves and finding someone who miraculously vibes with our true selves is like a needle in a haystack. It's super hard. Um, At least that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay, so if you're still with me, congratulations, because I just threw out a lot of information. And I say all of this to really just illustrate how finding that right match is arduous. None of us have had the same upbringings for better or for worse. And it's one of those very deeply complex concepts to dissect. But hear me out. 
Just because we all have baggage does not mean we're doomed and we'll never find a compatible partner. It just means that finding the right partner can be complicated. (laughs) It's a very complex process. And, you know, it makes it harder to know if our puzzle piece fits with someone else's puzzle piece. Another thing that I want to add here actually is that many of our aspects of childhood and home lives I'm hoping were things that we enjoyed and that make made us feel understood and accepted. Therefore, it's understandable that we would want to find that in a partner too. It's like that saying of, you know, someone feeling like home. That's kind of what we're all after. It's that sense of being understood and accepted, like I said, and really just loved for who we are. So while this is complicated, I believe understanding ourselves and how this is important in dating is step number one. And I'll chat more about how that insight can serve us later. So stay tuned. Okay, the second reason that today's dating space is hard is because some people trying to date in this world also lack insight into their own personalities, their love languages, their needs, and their emotional maps. It's basically just knowing who they are. So they end up making dating decisions that don't really serve them. One example that I can think of is like hookup culture, which is a very real thing nowadays. And it's the antithesis to finding real love. It's just kind of like a distraction from what people really need. You know, playing games, manipulating, being fake are also at play in modern dating. And all of this really just goes against what human beings truly need, which is appreciation and love and acceptance. And sadly, there's just a lot of toxic behavior in the dating world today. And sometimes it's not even, you know, ill-intentioned or malicious. It's just people trying to avoid who they really are. So they might try to present themselves in an inauthentic way or perhaps keep people at an arm's length to avoid showing them their insecurities and their, you know, emotional wounds. And both men and women do this. And in doing so, it makes it really effing hard to get to know someone when they're not their true selves. And then you're left with, you know, dating someone who you only sort of know. And then you discover their true colors, you know, three months down the line when you've already invested some time and effort. Another issue I sometimes see is that guys might objectify women as a way to make them feel more removed from the woman that they're dating and kind of like be quote unquote like above it all and and not really deal with their actual emotions. It requires a lot less emotional labor to see a woman as a trophy or a sex object. Alternatively, another example is that women might incorrectly view all men as you know controlling or coercive because they're projecting their fears onto the men due to past trauma instead of really figuring out their own emotional issues themselves okay i made a couple of general examples that obviously doesn't apply to all men or all women i'm just kind of trying to paint the picture here okay so real talk though this is a lot (laughs) and it's overwhelming to think about and worry about Um, And I totally get it. Honestly, I'm feeling overwhelmed when I'm just talking about it. But please know I'm not saying this to spread fear or make dating seem like a lost cause. I'm just saying that all of this insight 
helps us better understand why people act the way that they do and how we as individuals might be responsible as well. It's important to raise our consciousness. I mean, knowledge is power, right? So I think that having more understanding is beneficial. Okay, number three, the last reason I think modern dating is hard is technology, namely the dating apps and social media. So finding someone to chat with and go on dates with has never been easier. And a lot of us settle into how accessible and comfortable it is to just match with people, chat a little bit, get our egos stroked, maybe go on a date or two, and then move on because it's not a perfect fit and there might be someone else that matches us better. You know, the paradox of choice makes it really hard to actually commit to someone when there are seemingly endless options. And with that, there's very little investment or attachment. And a lot of this can just happen without much cost or energy. Dating now is so much harder than it was 20 years ago because people used to meet in organic and serendipitous ways or they would get introduced by friends and family. And with that came this specialness and this appreciation for the meeting of this person. Plus, it wasn't instantly gratifying. You know, building a bond required getting on the phone and scheduling dates and getting to know the family. And dating apps, while they do give us so many opportunities to connect with people in our area, they also make it really hard to sift through tons of people. It can be exhausting to carry on conversations with strangers. (laughs) Our emotional capacity to interact with all these different people on any given day is finite. Our brains can only handle so much before being totally spent and done. And that's why a lot of people go through phases of the apps. They'll, you know, talk to people, maybe go on some dates. And then when it's just too much, they'll take a break and they'll delete the app and then download it again a couple months later. And the other point too, is that swiping apps are basically just gamified dating. Each time we get a match, we get this little dopamine hit and then our brains become addicted to that dopamine. So we just keep swiping and swiping And listen, I'm not criticizing it. I'm a part of it too. It's human nature. However, it's just another challenge we're up against in this new world of dating. Another pain point related to dating and technology is the illusion of perfect relationships portrayed on social media. As we all know, people only post the good and obviously they're not posting that horrendous fight that they just had. (laughs) So we are tricked into thinking relationships are effortless and magical and somehow solve all of our problems. It's all a mirage. And I say that now, but that doesn't mean I don't get sucked into the fantasy of social media too. I see those happy couples and naturally I want that too. But the reality is they're not living in bliss every waking moment of their lives. I remind myself of that often because I know I'll feel worse if I continue to be delusioned by social media. Okay, I just dropped a lot of heavy stuff here. But, you know, these are just realities that a lot of us are dealing with. This is not, you know, despair time. It's now time to figure out what to do with this information and find ways to make it work for us. Okay, so thinking about all of the baggage that we carry while also trying to find a person who brings out the best in us can seem like mission impossible. But that's a pessimistic mindset and we don't subscribe to that. So while some of it might be true, you know, psychologically speaking, 
We are complex people with different backgrounds. It doesn't mean we're destined to end up, you know, in a bad relationship or never find someone. What it does mean, though, is that we need to look inward and figure out our own shit. We all have certain insecurities and fears and anxieties. And since a lot of them are ingrained in us from our youth, it can be hard and almost impossible to simply just remove all of them. But what is possible is we can learn new thinking processes and replace the ones that are not helping us, either for ourselves, just in our lives, or in our love lives. It requires effort, but it's worth it. We are responsible for our mental health, no one else. And part of that might mean rewiring our thinking and developing a mindset that will assist us. And that's achieved by taking action. We have to actively push up against and challenge our outdated ways of thinking or our false ways of thinking. Just like any other skill, you know, playing the piano or learning a new sport or language, we got to practice it in order to really learn it. And pushing ourselves through discomforts and anxieties, which obviously easier said than done, but that's really what is going to help us achieve in either our romantic lives or in just our own self-growth. Working with someone who can hold you accountable might be an effective way to do so, like a therapist or coach. And then remembering to take it one step at a time. You know, if we tend to our needs and in a way almost like reparent ourselves, we can get past those old beliefs and eventually attract the right people. We can be honest. We can be more self-aware in our partnerships and build happier relationships. And we basically can date more effectively and thereby date more easily. (laughs) Dating can just become easier for us. I think if we can look at relationships and dating as an opportunity to look inside of ourselves, there can be a lot of really good healing to come from it. Okay, so dovetailing on that last point, a big part of dating more successfully is to get in touch with our emotions. It benefits you and the people you date. It's really important to be checking in with how you feel about a person because then you can figure out like, does this person make me feel good or bad? It can be really broken down into yes or no. And, you know, emotional intelligence is, it's hot, not going to (laughs) lie. Actually, a study out of the University of New Hampshire stated that emotional intelligence is one of the sexiest traits of 2021. So, but um, yeah, people who are really in touch with their emotional well-being are just going to be in happier relationships. So how do you become a more emotionally attuned person? You could journal, you could Talk about your feelings with people that are close to you. You could name, like identify your feelings throughout the day. You could invest in therapy or some sort of self-development outlet. So another big piece of advice that I have that I'm taking for myself is if you're embarking on dating or even if you're in a relationship, if you're feeling like you want to be more close or connected to that person, the best thing that you can do is be unapologetically who you are. Like you're not going to be for everyone and that's a good thing. Your online dating profile or how you answer questions and carry yourself on a date shouldn't be intended to make everyone fall in love with you. (laughs) It should be presenting you as who you are so you can attract someone who likes the real you. 
And, you know, I get it. I know that sometimes nerves get the best of us on dates. But one tip I like to follow is I ask myself like on a date, is this how I am when I'm with my family and friends? Is this how I usually act? Or is this like the type of stuff I usually say? Obviously, you want to make a good impression and be polite and use good manners on a date. And you also don't want to be like overly familiar with someone you just met. But it's important to check in with yourself and say, am I able to be me in this person's energy? And if not, maybe they're just not a match. And that is a-okay. And while you're thinking about your own behavior and like the vibes that you're putting out, Also do your best to ask the deeper questions on the date so that you're not wasting time with some of the more superficial stuff. And this can be hard because, you know, you want to make dating fun and easy breezy, beautiful cover girl, but you also don't want to dilly dally and talk about your favorite color and brunch foods. So trying to ease into more like meaningful topics in like a lighthearted, casual way can be a good way to really figure out if this person is a good fit for you. Okay, this episode went a little over. I do feel like I have more to say though on dating and kind of like tips and tricks I've learned over the years, but maybe that's for another time. I'll round out the episode with my two reasons to be happy. First reason, I'm feeling happy that summer's around the corner. Honestly, this time of year is such an optimistic one, isn't it? Days are longer, finally feeling warmer, people are in good moods. What a time to be alive. Okay, the second reason... I'm feeling happy is I'm just happy with where I'm at in my dating life and that I know what feels good, what I want, what I don't want. It's a lot easier to go through the dating process and scan for what fits and vibes when you really know yourself and what you're looking for. And I'm also so damn happy to be an independent woman living my best life, only really looking for a man who adds goodness to it. Like if they add stress, or anxiety, or bad attitudes, that guy ain't it. (laughs) Like, I don't desperately need a boyfriend just for the sake of it. So it feels really liberating to make choices for myself that actually serve me and not just what society is telling me is acceptable. Okay, anyways, that's enough of my little soapbox talk. So if you enjoyed the episode or found value in it, please rate and review. Send it to a friend who might need to hear this who's dating and could benefit from relating to any of the struggles in the dating space. If you listen to it on your phone, maybe take a picture of it and share it on Instagram and tag me. Um, I'm at reasons to be happy the podcast on Instagram. I hope everyone has a great week and happy Mother's Day to all those strong, incredible mothers out there, especially my mom, Dr. Mary. Thank you for always being such an amazing role model. You're smart, independent, the most kind. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you every single day. Okay, until next time, we'll talk again soon. Bye.